Okay. Faisal's uh, demanding of you, Stephen. Just want you to know I'm not encouraging that you should react to this in any way. But isn't he entitled? Isn't he really an entitled murder buddy, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I thought so, too. Like we talk about not using this handle to crush me in game now. Oh, no. Okay. Never mind. It's fine. Maybe another time. No, no, no. The Pathfinder's dynamic synergy carried them far. It would prepare them for whatever darkness lay ahead. Something they all realized on Vera was how the weather changes seemed to impact their affinity with the essence. They wondered in what other ways the seasonal shifts here might also impact their capability as they stayed the course. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Welcome back, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back, Cozy Faisal. Greetings. <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, before we got started, if if uh, hadn't been if I should have just let that go. Right. Why didn't I let that what? go? He was shrouded in darkness. And I was like, you know, we got some dark bunny vibes going on over here. I should have totally exposed him. Before I we never. Actually, I, first it. of all, I never denied me having any dark <laughs> sides. OK. Oh, I know. Oh, we I'm know. I'm an open book. You ask me the oh. question. I'll answer you honestly. Oh, so. <laughs> oh, we know. We know, man. We, we've, we've seen the murder bunny vibes, right? They exist. It's not a it's not a shocker to anybody around here, especially myself. <laughs> not because of. Anyway, before we dig in too far, I got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast, AshesHQ.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all the Imperial Flames, which are a bunch of you. And those are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Um, speaking of Ashes HQ, we've got the most recent developer uh, live stream up there uh, as of uh, Friday. Got it up there pretty quick. Sadly, I apologize, everybody, if you were here um, on Friday. I always do the Ashes post-show. We've been doing it for like two years or something now. We usually get the devs hanging out. It's a good time. Feels bad, man. I was sitting there ready to roll, ready to nerd the F out. And my internet service provider decided it wanted to be a shit bag that day. So we didn't get to do it. I apologize. But um, it's okay. I've saved that enthusiasm for today. So um, I might nerd the actual F out. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Uh, let me share the development live stream <laughs> chat for everybody. So if you want to follow along with the notes. Your prayers weren't hard enough, so that's fine. Dude, I was so bummed, dude, because I was watching. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> all the all the rest of the spiel that we go with in the beginning, because I'm totally ready to get into this. If you want to show us uh, some love, do us a solid. Please go over to our iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Leave a comment. If you do, we will uh, read through that live here on Twitch during the next show. Uh, so you can also call in to 1-539-664-6801 to leave some love via voicemail. We can play that here live. Um, 
You can find uh, all of the podcast places pinned to the top of our Twitter over at Ashes Pathfinder. You can also shoot us a mail at ashespathfinders at gmail.com, and our Pathfinder grunt will get that to us, and we will share that when we can. Okay, let me think if there's anything else. Knights of the Phoenix, our guild's recruiting if you're interested. We're looking for all the homies in the community. Community days on Fridays here. Join us if you don't. We, it's a pretty fun time. Alpha 1 VODs are going through playthrough day four, which is July 14th of 2021. Uh, we had part six to seven today. Part seven will be on Tuesday. And then I'll be getting more of those out. They're going every other day over on Ash's HQ YouTube. Um, the alpha... Well, our alpha version of the forums are up on Ashes HQ. You can go check them out. Currently, we've got, um, we've got what do we think here? Uh, we've got the uh, archetypes and classes forum board. We've got the, uh, we've got the uh, artisan classes up there, and we added one today by request called I call it the Tavern. It's the RP domain for the people that want to talk RP related to the characters, RP in the game, taverns, whatever. It's kind of for the RP homies. So there's that. If you have suggestions, let me know. We will get to it and add it for those of you that want to use them or utilize them. Okay. Ah, gentlemen, I'm just going to go on ahead and put this right here. Um, I'll do the, the, we've got two videos and we'll technically three. Um, we've got one of their seasonal preview, as I'm calling it. We'll pop that up right here. Okay, there's a seasonal preview. They hit us with a bunch of stuff during the Daggum Ashes of Creation live stream, yo. Um, we'll be going through the bullet points soon. Anything y'all want to just hit on as we get started? Anything? Holy shit. Oh, what what don't I want to hit on? It was it was a really really good stream, and, and I know they generally try to hype it up a little bit, but this was definitely worth worth a little bit of hypium. I'm not going to say it like a lot, but a little bit of hypium, hypium. <laughs> not copium, hypium. It's not copium. Yeah, it's not opium. It's hypium. Hypium. Got it. That was yeah, true. So, but it was it was definitely a great stream. I mean. Knowing that this just in the beginning stages, this mm. weather tech, I absolutely agree. I mean, I definitely can see it like in uh, at some level. Yeah. <laughs> some, the freeway is a little loud. Sorry, y'all. Oh, you're good, buddy. Um, but anyway, um, I would have to say that that that. Uh, that weather tech though i we have seen weather effects even in single player games not to this level of dynamicness no. if, not at all nope. and and the fact that and i was like reading and rereading which by the way those notes on the hq are totally awesome yeah Skylar. um they were so detailed and like it just i felt like i was watching the live stream again but i was able to read them uh so it was really really great work skylark but yeah. that was that was totally um like just the level at which they had can have variation and it not be procedurally generated it's just basically looks and feels curated i mean just looking at the, even the video that you're showing right now it's just wow dude um yeah that then that wasn't the only thing on the stream that was eye-catching for mm -hmm. me but that was i would say the biggest takeaway was like what an amazing opportunity they have to make something that we have never seen before in an no. mmo no 
I've never seen this in a game before, dude. I've seen weather changes, right, happen. I mean, in MMORPGs or RPGs, but I've never seen some shit like this. I'll wait to nerd out on that, though, Faisal. Gotta let Faisal go, because I'll just I'll just ramble on forever on this one. <laughs> I mean, that's that's actually a fair point, Sim. Usually, we don't really see weather changes in MMOs in general. Like, if it happens, it's just like... It happens True. instantly. There's no yeah. change or like change over time. Yeah. It's like um, never gradual. Yeah. Yeah. That video is eye candy. Even though if it's sped up, like they could just slow it down, it's fine. Um and it would look completely natural. Now I know I know that a lot of people don't really care about usually graphics, but like this this is just like world emerging at its finest there like simulating oh, weather is a whole different ball game yeah buddy uh, uh what's it called that's including with the lore nor with the land changes like imagine like magic being revolved in weather as well that would change a certain place like oh like it's supposed to be winter no it's grueling hot summer at certain areas that that would be crazy Oh. oh my god, I just looked at the thing it's, you guys sent me. Yeah, going ahead. Holy shit. It's a visual eye candy, uh, essentially, for, every, for everyone that loves uh, graphics or animation or like environmental friendly. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> dude. Oh my god. And I'm that guy, dude. This is like one of my check boxes for if you really want to, if you really want me playing your game like a lot. Let me feel really immersed in the world. Let me like appreciate how gorgeous the landscape is. Y'all have heard me talk about this. Everything from UI. I like a minimal UI. I like to keep it low for that exact reason. Dude. Oh, my God. When I was watching this, I was like, what the fuck? I was, dude. I was like, um, hello? We've talked about these things before. I know I'm already going to hype people up. I'm just, you might want to put on your hype filters. I can't, I can't stop this. It's going to be biased as fuck. Okay. It's biased. It's, it's not going to be fully objective. It's a moment in time where I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm not going to be fully objective on this. This got me going so hard, dude, because when I'm in, in a freaking world and the weather feels really good, like the Witcher three did a, an amazing job with weather, everything from the way that the, the sway of the trees is to look at this, dude, I'm sitting here watching this. There's so many things. The damn bear has to dust off the snow collecting on it as it's snowing hello i mean dude that uh, no game i've ever played does this the 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 antlers on the uh the cure or the is it the kieran right or the yeah the kieran yeah, the damn kieran yeah, antlers man like the way that they change with the with the, like the the weather and stuff like dude <laughs> like this is like me like hurting so hard Usually we mm -hmm. see creatures for certain biomes, and it stays right. But we exactly. don't see change. You're damn or right. Like, let's say there's a Christmas event; they'll change the monsters into Christmas event monsters. <laughs> this, Not oh. they wouldn't embrace their own nature, if that makes sense. Everything oh. in the video I watched was being impacted by the weather, dude. 
You tell uh, me a game that does that, man. Like I've never, that's like a level of realism I have never seen before. And then hearing these guys talk about this, like this, uh, this is the most innovative thing I've seen. I've seen them done personally. But really, really quick comment on yeah. the beginning of the lights uh, live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven showed us for the first time the VEC. All right. It's glory in its animation. But running around. I am so amazed by his feet. He has goofy feet. <laughs> Just walking around with huge ass shoes. <laughs> Dude, it was like ah uh, like just looking at the environment like the this hits all the things for me dude i love ruins with vines all up on it and shit i love trees i love waterfalls i love lush vegetation and landscapes dude they were talking about the weather changes it'll even change the type of flowers and shit that like hello and, and they'll they- have like different like they won't bloom the same way each time either that no. was the other thing I was like, excuse me. And then they even showed the damn, like, what was it? Like the ice that had been formed in the winter or something. And like, there was like the sandal thing, which you guys will see in a little bit. But when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, this is how it's going to, it's actually going to do what we thought it might be able to do. Like the, the stuff we thought was like, how cool would it be if weather actually impacted you being able to traverse something or pass through something and you needed the seasons to change for that pass to be open? Like, dude, he literally showed it. It was a small scale showcase. But and, you know, you got to think like the weather could be impacted by a lot of things. And then he hit like the sliders. He was like hitting the sliders for the weather. Right. And the like lightning and the wind blowing and stuff was like shifting and changing. Uh, dude, I'm just bouncing all over the place right now because, like, this is it. Yes, devils. Yeah, dude, right? This this is, like, one of my things, man. Like, if the game looks really good, I'm not saying that this is, like, a big reason to play Ashes. Like, the game could suck, and if the environment looks good, I'll jump in and I'll check it out. I'll be in there sometimes picking herbs just because it's a fantasy world and I'm in it. Right. And you can't do that in the real world, man. And if I could feel like I'm there, things like the weather changing, the sound effects, like all of that, like ashes, I'm not saying ashes is going to suck. Right. But like it could suck as a game. And if the if the damn environment looks like this, I'm keeping myself playing the game just so I can log in and look at it. You know how people say Luckily, it won't be the case, like you can watch paint dry. This is one of those scenarios, yeah. essentially. Like, I could just have this on and just watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm dude, we're going to flip to the seasonal demonstration here. And there's the VEC that the guys were talking about just chilling. I'm like, and yeah, I looked at the skill you guys sent me to. That is, that was like a weird charge skill that looked greenish. Yes. Like almost like a trail. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like a variation of the frost boots from APOC, except this was like built into like a charge of some sort. Okay. But it was like, it's it was, all... it was like Iceman stuff, dude. Cause he travels on ice from the Marvel comics, right? He could like travel on ice wherever he's going, but this was like a different effect. It reminded me of that. Okay. Now I'm disappointed. I thought you were going to call out Frozone from uh, the Incredibles. Come on, man. Um, That's way more relatable. <laughs> You know, do you know why that probably didn't happen, Faisal? Why? This is a this is a moment of sadness when I share this. 
bro, I think that's a generational thing. I don't really know what you're talking about. Have you never watched The Incredibles? No, I was a grown ass man before that probably came out for most people. I think that's probably. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> oh my God, please. Dude, even my old ass knows Frozone, man. Oh, Come, just, on. I just, Come on. Dude, man. that was 100% for Faisal's reaction, though. I do know it. I don't know the name, but that's funny as hell. Look at him. <laughs> you see him push himself away and, like, sit back, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> oh my god, that was so good, dude. The man, the myth, <sighs> the legend. <laughs> yeah, I, I have watched it, but it's been a long time. It's been years now since I watched it. <laughs> Look at all the people in chat, too. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Okay, okay. So let's we'll start to go down the list. I just had to get that out of my system. Like even the Drake of the canopy or whatever that was sitting there flying was was like changing to the weather like everything was reacting this is like a level of i I don't know an mmorpg that has this capability it's much less a game in general and hearing those guys in there just nerding out talking about it was just you know what i mean because you could hear that they're like we're going for whatever we can go for that was the cool part right like it was very clear that these guys had gotten the green light like if we can make it possible do it and they were in there just talking and reflecting on that. I was like, oh, my gosh, they are really trying to push the there's it's one thing when. OK, this is the thing I want to say, too, because people like I think sometimes to like newcomers, they'll see things like this and they'll kind of go, is this like a scope creep thing? Like they keep trying to like take it to next level and everything. And so we got to worry about this game being no, these are like these are this is part of the division the they're adhering to. It's just that damn awesome. Holy shit. Also, can we talk about the fact that I've been saying for a while now, we're kind of, I think what we needed, we need to see the Alpha 2 world somehow. They also showed that off in this live stream is what we got By to see. By the way, I am not 100% sure if this is intentional or not, but I think they mm -hmm. showed off the first jumping puzzle in that video. Oh, well. yeah. True. One, one yeah. of them. We had some in... Uh, an alpha one, but I'm actually really curious to see what they like, what they choose to actually really do it. You all will see what Faisal's talking about in the video. For those of you that are here live, you'll get to see that soon. Oh my God. This thing, this, this presentation was seriously really good. And and I'm showing like the VOD off Twitch that I got. I didn't, I'm not even showing the, the true 4k version that's over on their mm -hmm. YouTube. So Go check out their YouTube, y'all. But dear Lord, yo, just watching the way the season changes. There was one thought I had, though, whenever I was watching. I was like, yeah, let's really not make those seasons too frequent, please. I still I still really want to stand by that because to ha allowing that to be more gradual, I feel like is going to even feel more immersive to me. Like, to yeah, slowly, slowly changing, you know, that was one thing like when they started talking about this i'm like please don't make this this once a week and i think they did mention at least what i saw captured in the notes that they may move it to like a two-week cycle which is i think moving in the right direction mm. i just think honestly it's like just the amount of things that would potentially change like you know, whenever you have a new season, like what crops are available, what you're able to access, et cetera, 
I mean, they have to test that out, but I, I just like, am still hoping that they push this. And even if it's not a month, which is kind of what I was thinking would make more sense without like seeing sight unseen, but they said even two weeks, I think would be an improvement over one week. I think one week is just way too quick. Yeah, I agree, man. I I still think I, I think I mean, obviously, we're gonna have to see it in, in progress, right? Because it would just be really weird if you logged off one day, you came back the next day and the season had completely changed. You know, what I mean, like just within that window, the full transition had occurred. And I feel like, in a in a week, it's that's pretty possible, isn't it? Hmm. All right, gentlemen, we're going to go down the list here because I, uh, I'm i just going to bounce around like ADD hardcore if I don't do this. <laughs> All right. So they had some community room and reminder stuff, right, that they are going to be spotlighting. They've been continuing to do that. They've been spotlighting YouTube comments on their live streams, which is pretty cool. I actually really like it. We sort of are piggybacking off that idea. Excuse me. We're piggybacking off that idea and we're actually going to try to incorporate. I don't know if we'll do it every stream, but every month for sure, we'll be pulling from the Ashes HQ forums and sort of like bringing some of the community discussions uh, that are kind of curated there, uh, as well as like articles and things of that nature, kind of like spotlighting that here in the community. Um, so, you know, definitely go contribute. If you got a really great idea and you want to share it, you'd like to see it be talked about on the show. It's probably an even, um, I don't know, a more immersive way to really contribute because then you get that feedback there uh, on the on the forums and you also see us sort of like sharing that here like we did with Donovers last week. Um, yeah, they said that um, in in spotlighting the, the comment that they had had led Steven to talk about potential, um, ad, I think, like uh, admirative tools that aid with like or administrative tools rather that uh, aid with like large party uh large raid and party communication. Um, he also said that most of these types of features are going to be live for Alpha 2. So I really am curious what we're going to see for Alpha 2. Talked about the cosmetic swapping over into June around 28th. Sorry, 8th, not 28th. Early June, because when they usually do that. Um, okay. I don't expect that we're going to really talk about this too much, because correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't our, the RNG discussion come out last week before? Wasn't it? Because we had like basically we had ranted about RNG before the RNG dev discussion came out. So we're, yes. we're not actually going to cover that one on this live stream because we already had a show where we ranted about RNG related to crafting and stuff. So since that was so recent, we're not actually going to be talking about that one here on this podcast. So just kind of throwing that out there. Um, also, content creator program still open. Um and taking applications. Yes. Margaret noted something, which was really good too, uh, talking about dev diaries returning soon. Um, kind of showcasing some which of what's nice. I know we need we need more of that. Yeah. It was like one of the criticisms I know we've had for a while now is being able to like actually showcase. Dear Lord, see, this is gonna be an ADD stream. Do you see that Karen's freaking antlers, man? Mm-hmm. Dear Lord, I totally missed it, didn't I? It's fine. Oh, nope, there it is right there. See? Oh, my God. Those antlers are blessed. Okay. Damn Don't beautiful. touch them, Sim. 
I'm not touching it. I'm watching it. I'm looking at it. You don't touch it, Murder Bunny. No, no. I'll touch them. It's fine because I'll be using its full purpose. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to? I don't even know. I want to know what that means. Um, <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> Stephen also mentioned that they were doing having a hiring extravaganza. It sounded uh, five new people started in the past week. Right. As of Monday, the 20, May 23rd, like, dude, they I think they're going to hit their goal, man. They've been really chipping away at this all all this year so far. We have got that's got to put us somewhere close to like, what, 30 now? I think somewhere on there, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he wanted to try to get 50 people. I could be wrong by the end of the year. I need to go look at it and see. Um, yeah. And they, they basically talked about the studio. I know people were looking into being able to see like a studio tour. It sounds like they're kind of working on wall mounting things and getting some things sorted and everything. But people, I mean, they're definitely in the studio doing their things. Wait, he wants 200 more this year. Are you sure about that? I'm reading that from chat, but that feels like a bigger number than he mentioned. I could be I think wrong. 200 total total by the end of the year. Yeah. I'm talking about how many he's trying to get newly hired. Okay, 200 total. That makes sense. I think it is about I think it is about 50 then probably. I'll have to go look, but I feel like it's around 50 because I think yeah, they were around like 30 to 50, yeah. Somewhere in there. Either way, that's a damn that's a hell of a success in hiring this year already. If the goalpost is the end of the year, so there's that. Um, oh my god. Environment team has been developing biomes that permanently change dynamically affected by in-game system. Uh, said it can change the economy and rotations of goods in the world. I think as a result of that part, the economy would change. Skill interactions, which we've talked about previously, many other design-related things within the game. The synergy of looks and gameplay is what they are looking to achieve. I mean, obviously, we didn't get to see how skills are being could be impacted by the weather in this showcase saw the environment change right we saw that we saw how it impacts the creatures we saw how it can't oh here's the little dust devil for people that were like curious about it but like dude oh my god that's so cool ah mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. oh, i'm sorry this is gonna happen the whole stream you guys this is literally i should have just called this sims add stream like Episode 179, Sims ADD. Congratulations. Stop pausing. Come back at your leisure. Jeez. I can't, dude, this is one of the things I just can't stop looking at when a game just really sucks you in like that because the environment's so beautiful. I just can't get enough of it. Oh. Anyway. When they talked about the rotation of goods in the world, skill interactions, obviously skill interactions, it was something combat in general was something that Margaret was pretty uh, adamant about, even from the beginning of the live stream, essentially stating like we're not going to be showcasing combat for a while. So I'm curious what a while translates into. Um, As much as I love the stream, I still adhere to my previous uh, belief that we're probably not seeing Alpha 2 till next year. I still believe this. I mean, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It's going to be a hell of an Alpha 2 experience at the rate they're going, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Jeez. If, if I have those systems in, in Alpha 2, I'll be like... I know, dude. 
Like you guys won't see me I, because I would <laughs> just be in the starting area pretty much. <laughs> it's gonna be like back during was it during uh, Alpha One when Faisal was on and he was like sitting there in the game running around. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> that was Lost Ark too, by the way, which was a bit traitorous if you think about it. But I digress. Anyway, moving forward, can we can we talk about that though? The rotation of goods in the world and talking about the economy. That's God, that seems like such a tricky balance to strike, doesn't it? Yes, but it just like, ah, the thing is, you know, when you have an idea in your head and you're basically, okay, resources move. How hard could that be? But once you look at the system that that looks this good when in terms of weather changing, changing, Mm. just how? (laughs) Can we talk about this environment here, Lord, dude? This just the damn. There's a floating like, rock up there. Don't don't forget about crop rotation as well. <laughs> True. Yeah, just I mean that was one of the things that kind of blew my mind too. Is like yeah, that the level of detail that they're going into mm-hmm. with the crop rotations and. You need to make sure you get your crops planted before a certain season, et cetera. I mean, that that was um, that was like, again, just mind boggling that they're doing that. And I guess it's a wonder they're they're looking like a couple of positions they're looking for are economics related. Right. Two economists, because they're trying to think through, OK, like how can we really make this work? Um, that's one thing that I do like about the team is that they're very like outside of the norm that you would see in any game developer they're really looking for other things that will um will totally help the you know the game like flesh itself out like with the economy etc i mean that's just not something that i would naturally think of when i'm thinking of creating an mmo is hiring an economist so you know they're gonna go into depth there, or at least have something there where they can um at least put a good baseline or foundation in for what the economy might look like with all these dynamic systems. And and maybe just a little bit off topic, but just talking about Alpha 2 and then I think Faisal is a comment you made around there's like so much stuff in Alpha 2. I mean, even yeah. the short list that they talked about on the stream, I was like. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, that's a lot for an alpha. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm fully expecting with as much content um, as they're putting into, and by content, I mean systems, right? Because you're more doing systems necessarily, uh, testing necessarily over, like, say, content or quest testing, though there's going to be apparently a lot of that too, according to you know what they've said on the stream but I'm expecting them to be in alpha two for some time. Like the better part of if they start next year, I would say the better part of 2023 is going to be alpha. I'm two. Just, I'm just going to say this up front. Hopefully, hopefully they'll just tell us what to do in alpha two, because oh, right. I'm just going to be extremely lost. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is going to be amazing to me. I don't know what to start with. <laughs> Yeah, definitely testing guidance would be good. I've uh, I've been in other experiences and it's gone from both ends of the spectrum. One where it's like, okay, go test. And you're like, okay. And then you don't really know what to test. But, you know. I mean, 
to to be fair, like I had this discussion recently with my cousin who's a game developer. He told mm. me you they don't tell you what to do because they want you to find the bugs that yeah uh, that people don't just stumble upon <laughs> normally. Yeah, so if they tell you what to do. They're going to limit that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and I think maybe let me rephrase that. I don't want like specific, like prescriptive, like you need to test like in this order and these things. I mean, I would like to see like these are the systems like we're focusing on testing like this week or this month or today, right? At least say and trying to systematically go system by system. I mean, obviously people can test other things. And I think that's okay, totally. But I think if there's something they really want feedback on, they're going to yeah. need to let people know. Um, yeah. And they don't necessarily need to say, okay, we need this specific, like small granular aspect of it. It might be, we need you to test like slotting augments and mm -hmm. how that affects your character or something, right? That might be like one thing, but I would, I would like to see a little more guidance. I mean, I think their bug report... Um, system even in alpha one was was good i think that really yeah. helped and they were super responsive so i think just kind of continuing to ramp that up but it's like yeah do you, like you said Faisal, there's just going to be so much to test it's like it, it's it's definitely going to take a lot of time so i'm hoping that if they do like throw a lot of these systems at us um that they give like a decent amount of time to like really test it. Um, I'm not talking like star citizen levels of time, but at least like the better part of next year. <laughs> I saw a comment in chat. Which one do we think will release first star citizen or ashes? I'm like, obviously ashes. Right. Yeah. Like, there's there's going to be some new tech next year that a star citizen is going to want to incorporate and have to rewrite. So it'll be every like year, dude. It's every year with them. In in 2029, they'll be in Alpha 5.1625. Yeah, that. Now, I've only heard and I've tried playing Star Citizen, but I never knew how big of a scope it was until you guys were talking about it live, like last stream. So I Dude. did a little bit of digging. And oh my god. Uh -huh. You see what we mean, dude? It's like, oh my. Yeah, if you look up scope creep in the dictionary, you'll see a picture of Chris Roberts' bug. And I and I and I like I have been a fan of Chris True. Roberts like from the Wing Commander days. But bro, please, you know. You know, you can't be that ADD when you're a creative director. Otherwise, your game never gets released. Yeah, yeah no kidding. But, but yeah, and one thing I, I wanted to touch on, some comment you made earlier, Sim, about this weather thing and people potentially newer thinking that this is scope creep. I mean, no. this was stuff Stephen was talking about really super early on to say, I want to do this. Yeah, I want to do this. So, yeah, in twenty yeah, exactly in twenty seventeen. Yeah. So all of this is just delivering on promises that were made or commitments that were made earlier on. And again, I I, I use that term commitment loosely because with mm. anything, especially in game development, it's gonna be dynamic. It's gonna do things you don't expect, and certain things aren't gonna meet the mark. But so far, based on facts and evidence, they've said and they've done each time 
right? And you know, there there is definitely some challenges in terms of communication sometimes with like the creative director's letter and other things. But when we talk about like implementation of systems, mm-hmm. they're consistently checking things off of the list. And I'm wondering if that milestone that they kept talking about the prior stream. That was probably it, dude. It felt like it, it was. was. It was probably this, I would yeah. imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. I could see why they were nerding. Yeah, he probably didn't want to say anything because he knew that they were going to be showing it off and didn't want to like. I think he wanted to hit people with like how hard this was probably going to hit them because it was. It, very clearly this is like a level of innovation i'm so, i'm i'm sorry but if you're in mmorpg and you saw this you you just got hit across the face with a handful of bay powder like it, it genuinely like this is like next level shit okay when it comes to immersion like ugh, dude i was like there there's no other game there's no other mmorpg i'm even gonna care to get into because i'm not gonna i am hands down not gonna be as immersed in the world as i will be in ashes as a result of this let's talk about it shall we let's talk about the bullet points shout out to skylark let's talk about the daggum bullet points related to the weather we've hit on some of them i'm gonna go down the list are you ready guys okay hit me Alpha 2 seasonal weather system preview. What was displayed was the tech for Alpha 2. This means there is still a way to go from quality perspective and performance perspective and a detail perspective. Bullet points. What's required to transition in between seasons. Terrain materials which will accept snow at a different rate. Particle effect that moves with the character camera. Volumetric fog that appears at different rates. Volumetric clouds in the sky which reflect to season changes, wind factor, which varies between seasons, which includes the creation of dust devils and snow drifts. Rain will usher in springtime. Particle effects can range between precipitation like snow, rain, and hail to bees and butterflies and leaves in the fall. Flowers appropriate for each season were created using wells as a baseline. Uh, ambient sound changes. Okay. Animals shift like seasonal coat color mounting depending on the time of year. Foliage bloom during spring and decay in fall. Visibility distances may change depending on weather effects like snow, rain, or fog. Triggers for what will cause seasonal changes, not just time related, can also be related, uh, event related on the server. So, example, that's when we talked about. You know, certain things that could impact, uh, you know, like, I don't know, like, say, a frost dragon or something got gets woken up and that he's a cold, hard bitch, right? Coming out and laying waste, right? This could potentially be something like that. It said that <clears throat> as they're not just time related, they can also be event related on the server, like raid bosses appearing, relics being acquired or activated. Interesting. Can we put a pin on that one? You know? Um, this would be of interest to players because weather and seasons affect skills and abilities, crops, gatherables, vehicles, mounts, ships, creatures, loot tables, creature behavior, resistances, weaknesses, or synergies, and even targeting AOE range. I'm just going to stop there. Anything you'd like to talk about? There's a few for me. Uh, I'm telling you, that is such a list, man. Dude. Um, I think like the one thing that out of that, that, um, got me in the feels was the fact that 
like the snowfall attaches to different objects in different ways. And there's mm-hmm. like, you know, it, again, it's mimicking some level of realism with terms of the weather, which to me, like screams immersion. I mean, again, I know this is a fantasy game and you no know, realistic is relative, but the fact that they're taking steps to make little touches like that a thing just makes me think more and more about dynamic curated like this perfect world dude thoughts Faisal you look contemplative I'm still, I'm still mes- mesmerized man <laughs> I keep looking at this I dream. know dude I'm trying <laughs> there this is a so if you're watching right now this is the example of like how snow or ice is built up in this ruin as a result of weather. So if you want to see what we're talking about, about how like something can be kind of hidden, which this was very interesting, wasn't it? Because as that ice melts down, like we're seeing this doorway, right? Opens up into an area that clearly doesn't exist outside. That's like some plane, some magical plane that he steps into. Right. Like, that's a trip, man. I was like, what in the hell is going on here? And you get all these crazy particle effects, like the sun shining, like when the weather outside is very different. So it's like, and there's a nice sandal. It's kind of, anybody notice that you start to scale these things up in the game as they become more and more? What are you giggling about, yeah. Dayless? <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Well, you didn't see the the... <laughs> writing on the back of the sandal <laughs> that says this one's for sim oh no <laughs> oh dude <laughs> you know when you see look sandal it has an dropping. s on there wow it has an for s a sandal or steven okay steven sharif that's or, for steven or some more no i'm gonna say it's for some more no it's not dude no way number one um, i'm, I'm not that special out there to steven and the dark no, team we need to write no. some more on that one. No, dude i mean at least it's pretty realistic how do you extinguish a flame you kill it with a sandal <laughs> oh come on dude take that phoenix well played Faisal. well played but this is the also the the jump puzzle that Faisal was talking about earlier too which really cool man these ruins just really look nice and some of the things I love. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I love how they in in the jumps they added new things as well. The way that mm-hmm. he grabs on the ledge, mm-hmm. uh, pulls himself up. That wasn't a thing in Alpha One. No. Um. No. All of these things they've they've added new like little mechanics, which is really nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it almost like acts like an open world RPG in a way, which I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, true. again. It just feels like, you know, we were talking about this before that, uh, you know, Steven wants to create an entire franchise, like at some point, not necessarily like right now, but at some point and being able to like have this tech like working the way it's working now mm. means they're already laying the foundation for those other other endeavors like an open world RPG. I mean, just imagine this world in an open world RPG setting and how that would look. But again, like just, I mean, even in alpha one, I had so much like ADD, like I never got anything really accomplished until maybe 
half of the alpha one time got um, passed because I was so busy. Oh, I need to go over there and explore there. I need to go in mm. here. What's this? Right. And just um, like just seeing this now, it's like it's again, it's just continuing to raise the bar every single time. Uh, it it's, it's it's fantastic. Does I, I'm really curious about relics now after that statement that I read. There's a skill that we were talking about that looked really badass, by the way. I'm I'm really curious if that's going to be like some sort of an augment. Like I'm wondering if they're tink- tinkering with the augmentation system already. Now sure would be the community split up between what it is exactly. Yeah, it's either they say it's a rogue ability or a an augment which relates to necromancy. Oh, I mean, it definitely gives me necro vibes when I see the colors. Yeah, and... it looks like a poison cloud. So I would see like I could see that being an augment, like a rogue augment. Dude. Like, I, I, do you guys remember the great sword ability in APOC? How it yes, sped you up a the lot? The haste ability. Like, you, every time you'd hit him, yeah. you'd get a haste. Yeah. To your like, I, I feel that like that could be a third option, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh yet. my gosh, that would be interesting because, yeah, because like you'd like to see them utilizing some sort of dynamic from those skills or abilities that we saw them tinkering with before. I mean, why not, right? You already put the work into right. the to creating the, the skill and everything, and there were a good number of oh, skills, awesome. yeah. Um, but yeah, the relic man, that's something that makes me very curious when they stated relics being acquired or activated could impact potentially seasonal changes like what what is i'm very you know what i mean could you matt because if you think about it like i my theory crafter brain goes okay let's say you get a relic that's acquired or activated activated specifically is the one that, that hits me when I when I hear that, because I mean, I could see like you go, you take down like, uh, you know, a city or, you know, you take down Metropolis and then like you get the relic or whatever. And then then that like passively were to activate impact a zone like that's one thing. But to have agency in which you can activate a relic potentially impacting the weather and utilizing that in your benefit for some initiative like that's a that's a that could potentially be. A very interesting dynamic. Um, I think about some things in games where I've seen something like that happen similarly. You know, something that sort of changes the, you know, impacts the odds for the players on one, you know, in one group or another. And in, in this game, we're not getting, there's not factions like in, in the same way that there are for like, you know, Elder Scrolls Online or like um, World of Warcraft, you know, you got the Horde, the Alliance. Um, but you're going to have pseudo factions meaning player created alliances, right? So if you think about that, we've seen how like, you know, like an artifact weapon in some game could impact uh, uh, one alliance who's fighting um, for dominance in a PvP campaign in an open world setting because that person now has increased strength and when they're running around with the group, um, they can, you know, take more people out and they can sort of help turn the tide in a PVP scenario. So I am very curious about the relic being activated because that's what I think of as something even more impactful because if we know that this relic can operate a specific way and we can choose when to activate it, we can work to synergize with how that's going to impact the terrain in a way that perhaps our enemies 
may not be prepared for like we are. That's significant. Imagine if you can counter relic though. Oh, dude, I hope so. Right? That would be insane. Like I just had like a scenario in my mind where imagine if it's summer and you have a river cutting off a certain part of the land between your enemies. And Im- imagine it changes into winter yeah. and creates a whole new area where people can attack you from. <laughs> I mean, That'd be crazy. Yeah, I, I see you, Faisal, because I literally was just thinking about that. What if yeah. there was like a strategy where if you froze this river or lake over, you could flank your enemy in, by activating yeah. it? And I definitely agree that there should be counters. Like everything should be risk versus reward, right? If yeah. you do know, if you pop that relic too soon and you show your hand that there's an opportunity there to kind of counteract that or you can you know through some sort of intrigue or you know spy craft like be the guy that's you know controlling the relic on the other side but you're a spy and you don't activate it in time or you pretend you mm-hmm. made a mistake mm-hmm. i mean there's there's so many like different ways you could go with this definitely uh and yeah it just it's very interesting how many steps ahead the developers are thinking in terms of all these systems and how they interact because as opposed to like other games i've played where every system just feels like it's tacked Mm -hmm. on and there isn't really a lot of synergy with it like even in like battleground experiences you're like okay i'm not really getting like some elements just don't make sense this is continues to feel like again it'll have to you know we'll have to do more testing but it feels to me like there's just thinking about like all these different impacts and obviously testing is going to uncover ways they didn't think you know the systems might behave and players might react but still the fact that they're thinking ahead and saying okay well this is the base system Mm -hmm. dynamic weather but these are the branches that it hits across like all the different things that we do node economies you know weapon skill effects etc i mean feels bad if you're a fire mage in the middle of winter i'm <laughs> not gonna lie yeah, no. i was thinking about that i'm like what does that do does it mean your spells are more effective or less effective because it could go either way mm-hmm. um, and how so, can yeah, you work to like manage that mitigate that disadvantage too yeah, and 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 what systems are giving me in place to support that level of dynamic change, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't necessarily make it potentially like super difficult to respec or right. you know re-augment um, potentially or too cost prohibitive if the seasons generally are going to change more frequently. And there's not only just that, but other things that are going to impact seasonal change too. I love I love the idea of seasonal metas. Like every season you're going to need a whole new set of armor and weaponry. Oh my god. Just to compensate to the the weather forecast. 
Dude, this is so you good. Get that, get that relic and say, fuck you, weather. Dude, <laughs> but, yeah. you guys, I got to read this. Kaylin had mentioned this. Like, what if you, like, log out and you're in a cave and then you log back in later and the weather's changed? Like, you come back in, like, a week or something and it's, like, walled you off inside and there's no control T, buddy. You know? I mean, oh, <laughs> there's probably going to be an unstuck sort of command, I'm sure. For if you're stuck and there's nothing you can do and it'll pop you to a specific point, but um, imagine I hope so anyway. like Jeez, like dude. you would get a, get a what's it called a gift from the system, uh, a harmonica just to play out the songs until right? you get <laughs> out of jail essentially. Man, dude! Oh my gosh, dude! The, you know. I was like looking over. I mean, we already talked about um, current seasons, right? Talking about the potential for there to be uh, transitions that are invisible to the naked eye. Talking about a two-week period instead of the one we talked about. Okay. They and Here's a few other notes real quick before we kind of talk into some about the Q&A related to weather. Because we've got a couple Q&A portions. we got the Q&A portion related to this showcase of seasonal uh season development and and everything that they showed off in the stream then we've got like general q a which will just kind of towards the end we may not get to that today we'll get to it when we get to it though okay currently geographic locations also play a factor such as raining more often during the winter versus snow and others so it's good to know that biomes are going to also play a factor along with like the i mean it's just it's as, as real to the world it's going to get right um I'm, can you imagine if we actually got like tornadoes or something or like some form of like a hurricane like off by the coast? That's I know it's like that's the next super next level stuff. But yeah, curious. It's possible. I mean, yeah, I I can imagine it's like you just the NPCs start yelling something about a twister and then you look in the horizon and there's just things coming at you. Yeah. Like somebody. uh Somebody get the storm shelter going. Oh, wait. Right. <laughs> Do you remember in World of Warcraft when they had, it was in Cataclysm, right? And you went into some of the zone. There was a zone outside of like, was it to the west or southwest, west of Stormwind? I forget the zone right offhand. It's where the dead mines are at, I think. If I'm not mistaken. But anyway. There oh, was like, Westfall? Yeah. And, and there was like those little tornadoes, like those little like, and I was like, do that. Even back then, I saw it as like, there's tornadoes in this stuff. And I'm like, they're like so static and they don't look that interesting. It's kind of, I thought that was like one of the crappiest implementations of like cataclysmic weather changes that were going to happen in the game because they were constantly there all the time. So something like this would be super, super cool. Even if like the hurricane was just something that was sort of like off in the distance or, you know, out at sea and it never really came to land, that would be pretty sick to see something like that. Um, Okay. And they keep talking about this volumetric fog. I mean, I'm just thinking like the possibilities of just that being able to like create just cataclysmic weather events. And mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. I mean, if, if they can make a freaking dust devil look impressive, I mean, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like the fog, like having like frost to it or something that would be in it yeah. being not predictable. Be That's sick. That's super sick. Um, they said Unreal Engine 5 has enabled more detailed transition, allowing the snow to build up more quickly on flat surfaces uh, and fill crevices later or saturating the earth as it melts, creating dynamic puddles. So, I mean, dude, 
I'm just, I want to get in that game so bad now. Unreal Imagine, 5, best decision ever. I know, dude. Imagine <laughs> if they wanted to juke you by making you go to a desert biome and make mirages everywhere of things. <laughs> and it's just not Oh there. my gosh, dude, right? Like sandfall all over the place. Yeah. Dude, that's actually very interesting, dude, because if, if you think about it, the desert biomes could actually be super interesting with like things like the dirt devils, dust devils that could pop up, getting like a potential sandstorm, even if it's not like super impactful in regard to like hitting you as a player, just visually was there. But mm-hmm. man, I mean, if they're going to have those changes with things like the flowers and, you know, bees or butterflies and things like that, like I'm super curious about the desert now. You know what it made me think of? I don't know if y'all had a chance to ever play the uh, single player RPG Mad Max, but I would actually um, like thinking of sandstorms. There was like an uh, event that would happen mm. every so often in in that game where it, like the entire sky would get black and it was blinding sand and debris would be flying at you. I mean, that would be like a great like, again, not something that would happen often. But if you wanted to signify like something major is going down, there was like lightning and thunder and say, oh, that would I would I would be all over that. Because the first time that happened, I'm like, what is going on here? I want that level of like pins and needles, goosebumps. I mean, One of the things they talked about, even in showing that like small video on the Riverlands weather change, how emotional it got the team, it definitely showed that it got the stream emotional too. And what was interesting as well is a lot of people were like kind of trolling a bit in that first video. And then even when they kind of showed the longer video a bit, and then when they started getting into the tech, all those trolls kind of shut up because they're like, right. Wow. Yeah. Also, you guys know they're not making a brand new real world for you, right? Like, can we talk about that? (laughs) They're not creating another actual real life planet in our solar system for you to live on. I'm just putting that out there because sometimes their expectations for the devs are just like so ridiculous. Like they're not possible. This is a great, those are really good examples of people not having very good uh, realistic expectations and sort of setting themselves up for like this idea of like, this is what you should have in the game. And if you don't, then your game sucks. And I'm like, Good luck in the dumpster you're living in, then, if you want to keep playing that, because, sorry. (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at Ashes right now, and I'm going, if this is Alpha 2, MMORPGs better step it up, man, because they're going to need to get to it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to compete. I'm sorry. You're just not, in my opinion. I don't think you're going to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Take that. Happily, I say, take that, because... The damn genre needs a kick in the ass with what they've been doing for years now. Like, let's focus on the cash shop and getting as many people to get in here and, you know, run around our hamster wheel while we have them living in the same mundane world that we've created that really is more focused on our cash shop than the actual game and our confidence in our world that we built. That's, you know what I mean? They're clearly putting that first and foremost. And I mean, anyway, okay. 
weather and season system Q and A. Let's do that before Sim just starts to rant off. That's I'll save that for the post show. I'll talk my shit then. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay. Will the vegetation spawn be static, or will it look different um, after every iteration as seasons change? Stephen believes that they unmask certain vegetation on certain cycles or certain seasons in order to get some variance. Curious. I hear all of this, and, and when I think of uh, harvesting changes based on weather and how that impacts economy, this is one of those mm -hmm. things that, I mean, I'm definitely going to say. It's definitely going to be, I think, from my perspective, it's going to be a tricky balance of feeling too taxing and, and enough rewarding. But if they can deliver on it, it's going to be, again, it's going to be another kick in the ass for the genre that it needs. So there's that. Um, does the system affect node resources? May not directly affect certain resources like veins of ore, but there may be blockages to cave networks that house those resources that may directly affect other resources like herbology or plant-based gatherables. Crops may need to be planted to ensure they can mature to the gatherable stage before the weather system adversely affects the crops. But not every biome will experience the same type of effects of the seasonality and in the world. Like the desert biome may not have snow in the winter, but it may have much stronger winds that could damage crops. <laughs> we have snow in the winter. What is this? I demand snow in 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 the desert. Can we clip that and then I will personally send it to Stephen myself? <laughs> Please. Like what? What's it called? We actually in my uncle's uh, company, we have a photographer who went throughout the like the desert in the in the high mountains, the low valleys, and. Surprisingly, we do have snow. <laughs> yeah, it does happen. Albeit it's not. It's, as it's like a bounty but... where it's like a s snow from the outside and there's sand in the inside, which is very weird. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I totally agree with a lot in chat too. Um, it's it's interesting because remember we used to talk about and even in some of the one of the previous Q and A uh, not Q and A but one of the bullet points I read about changing the landscape we we're talking about blocking pathways for resources things like caves getting blocked um, or for example like passes being blocked so caravans maybe can't traverse maybe through a mountain range or something. Then I go, what a great opportunity for utility skills. Maybe not always, I mean, but in certain scenarios. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, if they took away the mage being able to float over stuff, for example, uh, and they gave them some sort of like affinity to, you know, impact the terrain so that you could potentially melt ice that oh, was blocking it, that would be really interesting. Mean. It's yeah. like the PAX, uh, PAX showcase, right? Yeah, like that, sort yeah. of like that. Maybe not directly like that, but like, I just think it's interesting if some level of player agency, whether it's individual or group based, can, you know, with the right set of circumstances, maybe not always, but in some scenarios, maybe open up a specific entry into a cave. Like if it's not a very big, you know, entry versus like a really big entrance that's completely frozen over, 
Like, it'd be kind of cool if there was, like, a way to potentially get through there. All right, well, we got the clip, so Steven's going to get a little clip that goes out right now. And I would be like, not to bother you, just said that I would if they did, and they did. Okay. Uh, Faisal's demanding of you, Steven. Just want you to know I'm not encouraging that you should react to this in any way. But isn't he entitled? Isn't he really an entitled murder buddy, don't you think? <laughs> I thought so too. If we talk about not using the sandal to crush me in game now, oh no. Okay, never mind. It's fine. Maybe another time. No, no, no. no. I, I'm, I might be annoying to a certain extent, but I'm not going to be your level of annoying, stupid. Oh, come on. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's one level, and then there's the sandals oh of the dome God. level. You guys are traitors. Damn <laughs> traitors, man. Hey, you tried to put that finger on me. Don't 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 say traitor yeah, now. It's it's real talk. You put the finger on Faisal, you get the sandal to the dome. <laughs> the ass was for you, Sim. We told you it was for you, see? It was for you. Okay. We'll, we'll throw we'll throw the head shine as well. Don't worry. So. <laughs> that's all natural, baby. That's that's legit Persian oil right there. Now, homie. with you flipping to the dark side, it's becoming less a, a little bit dim. I'm that's cutting this true. conversation off right now. Yeah, I don't want to hear about right. Persian oil. It's <laughs> <laughs> so the elephant show. We ain't talking about the dim shower juice, Nathan. Okay. Although I will say this going to be interesting we're going to have the next elephant podcast on thursday this week we've gone to every other week for that one in particular so if you're interested in overall game development stuff nathan tends to be more focused on pantheon he's definitely been he's definitely been warming up a lot like the character creator super impressed him with ashes this i can't wait to talk about this with them we need to make sure he watches it before thursday but anyway we will move on okay in regard to the gatherables, that's going to, like I said, if, as long as it's not, too, if you balance the reward level at the tax level and you can, you know, in, in terms of taxing you as a player with your time, then I think, you know, if they can achieve that, then it's going to be a freaking hell of a win. Um, will there be animals that are more likely to come out during different seasons? So the answer was absolutely. Seasons and weather affect various spawners in given areas. And he, he actually talked about herding, which was the follow-up question. So does this allow for herding of animals? So this was an interesting one. Leashes are relevant, and as such, herding into different areas are not planned. However, there is the concept of herds. An example Stephen gave was a specific herd of golden sheep that occasionally spawns on a specific hill only during springtime that could be harvested or gathered under those circumstances. So it's almost like kind of gives me that rare spawn vibe, but in regard to resource, like animals as a resource, right? So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Is the grass going to move out of the way or look like it was stepped on? There will be player collision with plants, but this may not be an individual blade of grass. It may just be footprints and stuff, which can be seen in snow, which is great. Demanding murder bunny clip. That was me. That was uh, Alfina and chat and hammers up to you, friend. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. All right. A couple last bullet points related to the dev seasonal showcase Q&A. OK. Can we get snow effects on our armor in the winter? Right now, this one he hit on, which is uh, Totally understandable. It said there are performance implications when trying to show weather effects and armor. Teams looking into it, but performance is paramount. I don't see that one happening, y'all. That's that's very unlikely to happen. They're working on reducing 
impact to performance, the the player mesh that we talked about before. Remember how we talked about rendering multiple components on an outfit as one render? That was a really good example of how they're trying to, again, ensure that performance is as high as it could possibly be. It's going to be vitally important for large-scale sieges, castle sieges, node sieges, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So, look, you can RP that real quick. My body heat melted that shiz. Problem solved. All right, stay frosty, my friends. All right, capital of the Ayla Empire was shown. Let's go ahead and flip on over. We're showing this. We'll come back to it if we need to. But let's show the seasonal preview video we looked at, the May assets. Here we go. First image, and I'm going to do a nice pause on this one. As stated, this was the capital city of the Ayla humans prior to the exodus to Sanctus. Very interesting. Okay, as someone who uh, has a high level of appreciation for how cities can sort of be a part of the environment, this one was, it was very interesting. It was very different, which is also something I like about it, right? It didn't look, uh, it didn't look typical to what we, we often usually see. So. It reminds me of yeah. Atlantis before it sunk. Interesting. From the movie Atlantis. Okay. Any other thoughts on this one? I've I've got a little bit of feedback, but yeah, this is definitely a wow factor for. It's a big ass city. That's a damn metropolis. I mean, that, that's the starting area. If they're putting this much investment in the starting area, mm. holy shit! <laughs> right. So keep yeah. in keep in mind uh, this. This starting area is going to probably be somewhat ruined because this was before the exodus. So very curious when I see this, just exactly how the, you know, like this is going to look when you're coming back into, into Vera at that starting area. Even more curious about some of the others too, because that's massive. Scale-wise, that's just huge. Yeah, it's, it's freaking awesome, man. Yeah. I do like that, you know, when you come in, you're going to be coming into the, the domain of like your your ancestors. So while you may be like Valoon or you may be um, the Kalar human, like this is still like your this is your origin story right here. You were you were all Ayla humans to begin with. So are humans beavers like well, well, like so many dams, dams everywhere. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> There's a there's a, probably more than one inappropriate joke that could come from that, but I'm not going to open that can, can of worms while we're yeah, on. Yeah, this that. isn't the LFM show. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna open that can of worms, but I mean, massive statues. I'm a big fan of waterfalls. It's it's something that I'm a, a super huge fan of. I'm very the the thing that's actually very interesting is it very much has like a. I'm not going to say that it is a port city, but it definitely gives me port city vibes even though it's clearly not like on the coast, it, it has like very clear like waterways that link up to it. And, you know, there's like that sort of like curved boundary wall that has very, what seems to be very obvious, um, you know, entry pathways for ships to probably travel in and out. But that also gives you another example of like the scale of this. It's huge. So very, very curious to see, um, yeah, just very curious to see about some of the it, it was we've seen a lot of Kalar and, and Valoon architecture 
influences and things of that nature, right? I don't know. Have we have we actually seen the parent races showcase before? I'm trying to think right now, and I don't. That was the thing about this that actually hit me different was it wasn't just concept art for something like we've seen a lot before. We've seen a lot of the races that are playable, but you have to remember Ala humans is your parent race. This is before they split. So you've got this for all of them. You have four parent races, each of them split. You got two sub races that are the eight races, right? Total. We, we don't, we haven't seen a lot of like the, the original sort of like domains. And this, this for me was like one of those first reference points. One of the very rare ones we get. Yeah, and and one thing that I'm I'm wondering, and I'm not sure if this was just legit, just mm. uh, play on words or mistake right. or something. But initially, when they started describing it, they referred to it as the Kalar starting area, mm-hmm. even though they said it was the Alien City. So I'm wondering if there's if that truly is, even though it's an mm. Alien City, if that's the where the Kalar start, and then. Right. The Veiloon start in another alien city. Now, this is a capital, so maybe they do or not. I'm just like thinking, right? How diverse is going to be that sub race starting area? Um, or are you gonna, whether you're, you know, if you pick human, then this is where you go. I would be interested to see if that, that was like, um, just you know, a, a Freudian slip or something, or if it was just, just a mistake, right? Yeah. I mean, if they're revealed a little more than they expected with that, with that mistake. Yeah. Cause Steven clarified that it was, it was not cause he said K, like Kalar starting. And then he clarified to be clear, this is before. So I was like, okay, so this is Ailey humans before he clarified that, but he also referenced it. And he was specific to Kalar, not not Vail right. Balloon. So, yeah, it, it's it's something I definitely am curious to explore, you know, in the future. And I also, now that I've seen this, am, am extremely curious about the other three parent races. You know, I, I genuinely am like, okay, so this was like the, you know, he didn't say the name of the city either, did he? Nope. Nope. He didn't. He just said Ayla human city didn't say which one damn it wonder if there's any way to anybody want to try to get at that that'd be great if you can try to like bait steven into tell us the name of the city that'd be fantastical (laughs) going ahead try see what you can do man he's gotten even better hasn't he he's gotten so good at not saying anything anymore but you see him get like really excited sometimes you're like slip slip Damn it, he doesn't slip anymore. He's getting so good at it, it's a little discouraging. Yeah, well, he probably feels like MK's eyeballs like burning a hole <laughs> in his skull if he tries to do it. He's classically conditioned at this point. There's no turning yeah, back. Yeah, it's like a Pavlovian dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, he has the We want him to break that conditioning, man. We want him to break it. Oh, no. <laughs> going to go ahead and let that run through. In, in regard to like hitting some of the other assets that were showcased as well. 
dude we got to see the royalty outfit which will be showcased here in a little bit so just keep your eyes peeled right the royalty outfit which was the braver world kickstarter backer the mm -hmm. forest druid i thought it was interesting that the word druid forest druid was used was anybody else because druid's not on our list of freaking archetypes slash classes to play that was one of the ones that like I, I always was like, we don't have druids. We don't have druids in ashes anywhere in there. I mean, technically. But if they exist in the world. I know, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm just going, if they exist in the world, though, future. Druids are, are basically clerics and a summoner. It's fine. <laughs> just no, just get Faisal. that combo. No, they it's are fine. not. No, they are not. Stop trying to simplify a class we like just because you don't care about it. Hey, Admit hey, it, you don't care about I, druids. My D&D character is a druid. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Do you care about that character, though? Yes, I do. Prove it. Mm. <laughs> oh, what? There's nothing? There's nothing to say to that? What? Right, he, he can't speak about that druid because it dove on a magical grenade to end its existence <laughs> <laughs> oh man the um can we pause on this uh this cloak outfit that they showcased for a moment yeah i'm, I'm with steven on that i would decapitate myself with this shit on I'm like, <laughs> I? <laughs> I mean it, it, it's cool and all but no I'm, I'm i'm not gonna be catching fish with my cape yeah so we got to see that, that cool cloak. I'm not going to lie. Cool. I, I, I don't mind wearing that. <laughs> Friggin' death trap. That was the Cloak of the Seaside Maw from 2019. Right? The April to May 2019, right? Oh. 2019. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine sneezing and just getting impaled by that thing. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> For real. I... <sighs> I can't I can't stress this enough. Uh, if you're around for the, the Pathfinder post show today, I just just want to preface expect Sim to nerd out really hard and like because like the weather in the game right now. Dude, it's so next level. I can't stress it enough. I'm super excited about it. It's probably one of the things that out of all the things we've seen over the years, it's one of the things that genuinely has got me so much more excited and actually more impatient to have to wait to play again right now. It's actually doing that. This royalty outfit was pretty legit. Um, Phoenix aura win. Curious. Anybody? Oh. You know, Daedalus, I'm like super curious. Like, I hope it looks real good. The Phoenix aura. I miss royalty. I mean, holy crap. I know. It, I just, oh my gosh. And it's just like, there isn't like, I, from that Blizzard game, I've always remembered how certain cosmetics look like garbage, like yeah. on one gender versus another or one race versus another. Uh -huh. I'm like, I have not seen that be the case here. I know the, the level of detail that they're going into. Damn, their art team is on point. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not usually one to wear regal outfits like the only one i've ever really worn was like my emperor outfit because in the elder scrolls online the emperor outfit looks really freaking good and i love it and i worked hard for it 
So that's and I'm and I'm one of those people where I like I'll pick an outfit style like that tends to be like what I really prefer, whether I put it together or it comes on its own. And I tend to stick with it on my main specifically. I really hardly ever deviate away from whatever it is when I really like it. But for like all characters or seasonal things, I'll sort of switch it up. And I'm very, I very rarely care for it. But this looks so good for a royal outfit. Like I could see people RPing the castle owners that end up having becoming monarchs. I can 100% see some of those Kickstarter backers rocking these going into battle. 100%. Right, dude? <laughs> like my people. My people like if they me. don't, I would be disappointed. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, the druid looked really good, too. Right. This forest druid, this this dude is he looks like he's wicked as hell. The illumination, the ambient lighting on the staff and like that candle that you're about to see um, on the skull that's sort of like illuminated. It just looks so, so good, y'all. So, so good. Also makes me very curious about like what, you know, like what's their deal, right? When I see them, like you're going to come across these probably in the woods. They're probably going to beat that ass, right? Got a nude one. Just want to put that out there. Got a Nakey, Nakey version or a non-gender version or whatever's going on there. Right. But the, do you see these, the different like variations to the, the outfit style, which is really, really cool. So I'm very curious about what's their story, right? Because this is like one of the ones that I've seen that I'm actually really intrigued by. I don't normally get really intrigued by like the creatures we see or whatever, but I see this and I go, there's got to be a story to them, right? As opposed to goblins, because goblins, you do want goblins. But that's just, dear Lord, look at the illumination on that staff and like the candle, like damn, yo, look at it. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, I feel that staff is gonna like fire missiles at me. Uh yeah, it's a dangerous magic problem. A lot right? of little needle missiles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Damn. That art team, man, they just kill it all around. Environment art, creature design, character design. I mean I, I, real talk, you guys, like with the things we've seen this year. I hoped we'd see something as good as we've gotten but i'm i'm not gonna lie uh this year has actually caused me to feel like i've that i i said i i set some expectations right i kind of hoped we'd see things that maybe looked visually appealing in certain ways they're beyond knocking it out of the park like like just just killing it really with that being said we've got a whole list of q a that are more generalized that I think I will save for next week as we've, we've basically gone a good hour and a half now. And um, I want to talk more about environment, but damn, man, they, they are seriously impressing the shit out of me lately. And I thought that I thought we got to a point of being impressed already. I, I'm genuinely continuing to be more and more impressed by the team when I don't think I could be more impressed. True story. Final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wind this down, because I uh, I'm looking forward to ranting about this some more in the post show. 
man, I don't know. It's like I I feel like now I'm experiencing a lot of ADD with like so many things that they've done yeah. this past year, this past stream, like in terms of content. I mean, I know there's been like some streams that are were more information light, but when they are deep diving, they are they're really getting into it. And I really like the the tech talk. I am excited mm, to get some more dev diaries because that was actually one of the like really most interesting to me just to see the different things that they were doing and and kind of have it be more i don't want to say sound bitey but not like a 30 minute video to get there like you know a few minutes giving you that i mean i think that type of like shorter content is gonna even reel people in even more. Like the 30 minute videos are great. Don't get me wrong. I like that. I like that on the stream they have this content prepared, get people really deep into it. But like having those like smaller, you know, three to five minute videos where they talk about, you know, tech, they go through like a rapid build or whatever. I mean, that those were like like really good times. Right. So I'm I'm excited to see that those are coming. Hopefully soon is actually soon. I know, not soon, TM. Final thoughts, Faisal, Murder Bunny, aka Druid in a D&D, I mean what? I never I never really ever complained about their environment. Yeah. No. They've, they've mm. always amazed me from day one till this day. They made beautiful sceneries with uh, with these added effects that they've added to everything. I like they just mind blowing me. They broken me. <laughs> this is like a whole different level now, man. Yeah, they've taken it a whole different level, man. Really, jeez. Uh, but like my only my only thing like issue. Or not a hundred, like uh, much of an issue. It's just that I would love to test this in Alpha 2 with more players. Right, and we're having to wait, and you really don't want it at this point because it looks so damn good. Yeah, that that's one. And two, I want to see how well it holds when there's a mm, lot of people coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, you know, about this, though, is because it's UE5, Nanite and Lumen are minimal in regard to I mean, they yes. they reduce so much the performance issues that mm-hmm. we used to have to have in games. So it's like, dude, like seeing that in a large scale situation, just to see what the performance is like compared to what we did in Alpha One. Oh man, they've made some serious changes already with rendering, right? So, oh, me too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I want to see. I want to see this in Alpha Two. And they did it, man. They showcased the Dagum world in the Alpha Two environment. Good for them. That was that was needed. They didn't just do that, though, right? Have you noticed that they 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 hit, we sit here and go, we really ought to see some of these things. Then they do a live stream and they show us those things, but they do it with a whole bunch of extra oomph to it. And you're just like, damn, y'all. I'm not talking about just hitting the marker, are we anymore? Nope. Coming in with a wiffle ball bat and popping some people across the damn face. <clears throat> More RPGs in development these days. I'm sorry, man. You can't be a game like Camelot Unchained and think you got a chance in hell against something like Ashes of Creation. Or a game like <laughs> Chronicles of Illyria. 
<laughs> Sorry, it's not real. I shouldn't. I shouldn't joke. It's not an actual game in development. I apologize. To be fair, in my opinion, to be fair, all the people who backstarted this back in the day, I don't think Free we had world. the same scope, right? As <laughs> as this, or like right. we could not imagine it to no. be. This yeah, today. that's also why you don't want to take ten damn years and still be in development with your game. That's <laughs> there's also that. There's right. something called a minimum viable product that you need to like think about <laughs> right. in order to get something to people. Yes. Now we I had mean, we had certain expectations. Yeah. But I never expected the weather to be this good. No, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, mean, I feel like it's like the opposite. Like I mean, I I back in the day I bought a small package for Star Citizen, and it has gone like in the opposite direction that I'm like my like level of belief in the project has versus Astro of creation. I had like, if both of them were baseline at the time of like backing, I just feel like ashes has exceeded my expectations of what was possible. And I feel like there's, while there's a lot of great like ideas, the execution on the star citizen side, this is, falling short every time for yeah. me and i i've honestly stopped even like paying attention to it anymore because i'm just like done with that level of like creative director add yeah i now i just keep thinking of like whenever i think of an mmorpg i i rarely invest a ton of time in anything else anymore yeah, yeah. um and other than than ashes because Especially this year. I mean, I think this year has had a lot of momentum. And Steve even mentioned that that was going to be the case. It was going to be a great mm -hmm. year for the MMORPG. But it definitely, they, even in that first iteration mode, they've set the bar extremely mm -hmm. high. Yeah. And it can only go up from there as you optimize. Whoops. They're not um, just as setting you it high for their game either. I mean, I'm, I firmly believe that this... Ashes is setting the setting a new bar for the genre at this point. So when you talk about want to, you know, like bring massive back to the MMORPG, I mean, I just kind of feel like in a lot of ways bringing MMO back to the MMORPG, you know, and these things are all going to deliver on it because, I mean, you go you go look at like all of the games where the focus is to you know instead of people being engaged in one another and in the necessity to have others to you know solve your problems and combat the different things like to to accomplish those those bigger tasks like you you know instead you got dungeon finders and queue finders and things that sort of take away from that and their focus on really getting people back into a game and in the world for the right reasons in my opinion is really going to be what what sets that bar and all of this is just a massive added bonus so, gentlemen, final thoughts. Let's wind this down. I'm, I'm I haven't been this excited for Ashes in a long time, and at this point, I'll, I'll be real talk here. I don't have a lot of my own time. I don't have the kind of time I did back five years ago when they announced this thing. We are literally right now, friends, at exactly what five years. Right from the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter was what May 
if I'm not May and June, somewhere in there of 2017. We are at five years since that announcement, since people could back the game. And I always say five to seven years for an MMORPG. Five to seven years is kind of a really good window. If they get done in a couple years, they're within that that flexible window I've always had. If it's even a little bit after that, that's, you know, it's still pretty, considering they're not a AAA studio that started from the beginning, it's much more understandable, right? 10 years, I would not accept any game to any MMO to be like at 10 years, right? I just wouldn't. To me, that's just a lack of preparation, scope, whatever, however you want to look at it, however you want to cut it, cut it up. But with with the time I've got limited at this point in my life, like Ashes, I'm very happy with the time I've been investing and dedicating in to the podcast, the community, because real talk, I, I said it a long time ago, and I'm saying it again. I will continue saying it. No matter what I got going on in my own life, whether it's my books, my own game, my own things that I've talked about that you all are very well aware of, people are like, how will you still make time for something like this with all the stuff you got in your life? You know why? Because I want to. Because I want to make time for something that's important to me, right? And hanging out in this game with the vision that it's got and what it's going to deliver upon is going to be a good use of my time and investment. It's a place I want to hang out with my homies, and they keep giving me more reason to be stoked to be in that world. They keep doing that. If that they can captivate somebody who's really picky about investing in an MMORPG at this point in their lives, like many of you all out there, I'm not alone. You all got your own things going on. You got your own lives. You live. You got your families. You got your stuff, right? There are people that can know life any game they jump into because they just have that. They have that availability for themselves. Not everybody does. Like, if it's going to captivate the people who are that picky, this game is going to land in the laps of a ton of people. This game does have the potential to quite literally blow up. It does. Mm-hmm. Only way to know is when we get there, but sure as hell, I'm looking forward to that 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 point of uh, getting there, friends. With that being said, gentlemen, why don't you shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not on this podcast, Daedalus Basil? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald. And Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. And I meant to say in five to ten for you in chat. Friends, as always, I got to say it right. Might be the end of today's show. But as always, if you are here with us live, you watch it on YouTube, you listen to it and you drive. However, you are a part of this. Just want to shout all of you out. Thanks for being here, Pathfinders. Remember, you don't have to be on the show to be an Ashes Pathfinder. You just got to be a part of the journey. And every one of you in chat, every one of you listening, everyone who watches, who comments, doesn't matter whether you catch it live or not. You're a part of this. You're a Pathfinder. So much love to all of you, to Intrepid Studios, who's doing a hell of a job. And until next week, live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night. We are going to see you again real soon, everybody. Bye for now. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.